to... The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access. Your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. It's Bears-Rams this Sunday night at Soldier Field. The buildup begins. A big matchup between the 11-1 Rams and the 8-4 Chicago Bears. And helping us lead you to the matchup, veteran cornerback and stud defensive player for the Chicago Bears right now, Prince Amukamara, along with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy from Chicago's uh, Sports Radio 670. The score here at PNC Studios at Hallisaw. Good to have you with us. And Prince, thanks for taking the time. Uh, we're going to spend a ton of time on this. This is a massive matchup. I know it's a one-game-at-a-time approach, but uh, the national media is in town, so the locker room has a lot more activity in it this week. You feel it? Yeah, yeah, we do. And, um, I mean, we knew the, just with the way that the Rams have been playing all season and, and the way we've been playing, and, and when they flexed, when they flexed the game, um, we knew that this game was going to be surrounded by, um, by a lot of hype. But um, I th- we're built for it. We've played on Sunday nights uh, uh, a lot of times, and um, and to be honest, I mean, this, I think this is a great test for for both teams. I, th- I think the Rams has been in some playoff atmosphere type games, and um, and we've been in a couple. But I think this is since this is the next one, like you said, I think this is this is the the biggest one. You know, Prince, I watch a lot of football, and I haven't seen a lot of the Rams yet this year. So in the cross games that you played throughout your system. Have you seen the Rams in preparation for other teams because the Rams are in the cutups, or have you not seen very much of them up into this this week of preparation? Uh, I would say I've seen them a lot because I've watched them on TV. So, like that shootout game versus Kansas City, right. saw that, and uh, and then I seen their Packers game, and then I seen their their Saints game live on TV. What would you think of the Chiefs game and the Saints game? Since those are the two of the best teams in the league, along with you guys, right? Um, I mean, it's just a lot of offense, a lot of a lot of points. And um, you see a lot of momentums being being changed, and I mean, what Jared Goff is doing this year, I think I think it's amazing, and I think uh, he's in his third year, and um, I, of course, with the help of uh, his coach, coach. Uh, Coach Sean, and then um, the weapons they have. I mean, I think he's he's been taking it to another level. You know, in in preparation for the Rams, for a defensive back, what's for difficult in the communication? What's more difficult in a formation change right before the snap of the ball, your field position, or kind of a new formation out of the huddle that you haven't seen before? I would say, I mean, I think it depends what the call is. So, I mean, if we're if we're in a man call and they do a formation change, now we have to okay, like where where's our where's our guy going? Like, what's the um, we we have to get on our guy, and it could be depending on the call, just because like most defenses, they have like a it's almost like a check with me call, meaning a, a two a two play call. So if if they come out in this formation, you play this. If they come out in another formation, you play this. So if 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 they line up in empty one formation, okay, we have a check to that. Then if they go to something else, it's like okay, now we have to make sure everyone's on the same page and see it and see it and see it the same way, so you don't get. Wide open guys. I mean, I'm talking kind of laugh about it now, like you see in in New York. So you you, you make sure everyone's on really? the same you can page. Laugh so about it now? <laughs> well, I'm saying because just because it's it's behind <laughs> no, us. But 
you want to get on the safe page so you don't get wide open guys. And when you see wide open guys like that, it's usually okay. Someone might it's a it's a bust, and someone might have not gotten the check. Not many busts this year. Right. So even if you get a couple, is it really it, is it unsettling? I, I think it is unsettling, unsettling, and it's very and it's disappointing just because um, we see how we've seen how great we can be, and I think it's just like come, it's more it's more like come on, like we're better than that. Like there's a standard we we want to hold, and anytime we hurt ourselves. Um, yeah, we'd rather the team hurt us than us hurt ourselves. Prince Mukamara, our guest here on Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer will step away for our first break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, along with Tom Thayer, Prince Mukamara, and our Helpers today, Dan Borelli and Jordan Treadup, as we get you set for Bears and Rams. I looked it up just for kicks because veteran players, we always analyze how many games you play, how many years. But it's more important how many snaps. And so does it shock you you've had over 5,600 snaps in your NFL playing life right now? That's a lot of snaps. I mean, I don't know if it's a lot. I have to compare it. Is. it. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know yet. I have to compare it. To it's pretty good. Way. Yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. Especially with, um, especially with the number of games I've missed, yeah. I'm trying to reach 100 games, so hopefully that comes soon. Well, you know, durability at the cornerback position is extremely valuable because they don't take you guys off the field. No, so I it's know. It's not interchangeable, yeah. so it does speak to you know your ability to to hang tough in there. And the way you guys are asked to play is physical too. Right. So, Vic Fangio wants you to play physical. Um, do you feel those 5,600 snaps? No, I because I think in in the off season, like so it's it's funny. I think it's it's in all fo- uh, football players. So it's like during during the season, it's like oh, I only got two or three more years, one year maybe. But in the off season, it's like wow, I could play, I could play <laughs> five more years. I mean, even in even on bye week, I feel like the um, the mood is 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 different and and stuff like that. And I remember um, a player told me last year, like when you when you start taking. Um, pain pills to get through to get through practice it might be it, like it, it, it might it might be time to hang it up so and i've been doing good on not i don't even take anti-inflammatories or any type of um pain pills so i've been good so yeah knock on but wood. you know you think it's kind of a, a little bit of juice during a player's career because you've been around for a while some of the um unusual fun that matt Nagy has brought along this season you know with the post-game celebrations with the defensive players inside the offensive huddle has that been a spark of fun for you, whether it's the post-game celebration or the on-field stuff? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would just categorize it as, like, winning does, Winning can make you feel younger. I mean, and I can see, like, why Tom's probably been, Tom Brady's been probably playing so long just because it's been well, I, winning. Here I'm thinking you're talking about that. <laughs> <Sorry. No. laughs> just because you're winning, it's like think things are going better. That it's not always, There's not always a raining cloud over 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 the building and stuff like that and and, and to um piggyback on you on what you said tom is is that yes the the dancing being you it's uh it's it's lively it's it's vibrant especially having like the young guys on this team and, and their energy i think all of it um all of it uh makes sense of that so i have a, a question so there's already been talk that mitchell trubisky had a full participation practice today and you've been around for a long time now Given the different scenarios you face and your approach to tackling quarterbacks, 
has it changed because of like how they try to coddle these guys in some sentence, some senses, but if it's a fourth and one and a quarterback's coming at you, I mean, do you judge how you have to hit them? Has that approach to tackling quarterbacks changed throughout your career in the NFL? Uh, or your, even your physical sense of when you get a chance to hit them? I, I would say this year more than any year, for sure, just because – I feel like they've the 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 league, the refs, they've emphasized like, hey, if you if it looks like you've hit a quarterback too hard or landed on them too much, um, we're going to we're going to find you and we're and we're going to penalize uh, you and your team. So I would say this year more than more than any year. Me myself, I don't think I've been in contact with a with a, with a quarterback enough times uh, to. To to judge it really, uh, except when the quarterback's running out of sideline, and I know that's the like that's the easiest way to get a penalty to right. even to even touch him. So I just make sure um, I just force him force him to the sideline. I, I mean, I think of Mitch running the ball, but then I think about you. Know, okay, Cam Newton is going for a fourth and one. Ben Roethlisberger's going. You know, Deshaun Watson. Any of these guys that are clever or have size to them. I, I that's one of the weird elements about defensive football that's had to change for you guys is. Seven years, and when you came in the league, you're jacking the guy up. Right, right. Now you're kind of cautious, you know, cautiously approaching the situation. Exactly, and I think I think it's the fear of just just getting the flags and and just hurting the team. I mean, like I think uh, Clay Clay Matthews been a poster boy right. for that uh, a lot this year, and I mean, I I feel like his his hits um, ha- have been have been clean, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate. Oh, for heck, the teams. Heck, your, your old black shirt, buddy. Uh... And Dominican Sue, yeah. did you see how he threw no. Matthew Stafford down like a rag doll last week? Did he get he got a, he got a penalty uh. for it. He got he got a couple penalties last week again for uh, he does. I don't think he cares one way or another. So you know that'll be something to keep an eye on on Sunday. That that could just touch off quite the quite the melee if he gets a little nasty on right, Sunday night. Right, right, right. I could, yeah, I could see that too. Especially with how well you know that guy? Um, know him pretty well, <laughs> and I've gotten to know him a lot more. Um, off the field, just because um, he he's like a business guru, and and he knows how to um, he knows what it he's the he's the epitome of of, the, of a guy of what it looks like to carry themselves well off the field as as a business minded individual. So um, I kind of been under him and been texting him about different questions and different um, different different ideas. And Ferocious stuff. cat. Yes. <laughs> on, on Sundays. A ferocious guy. But he pales in comparison to the guy he's playing next to. Well, I, in, when you look, when you look <laughs> in terms of quali- you know, style and substance, but I'm, when, well, the, the it, nasty factor, you got you to Right. I mean, Adamica Sue's there, yeah. but if you look at the, uh, the initial immediate destructive position yeah. that Aaron Donald can put himself in, I haven't seen a lot of guys like that throughout my career. You know, and, so 6-1, let's start with that. He's, six, he's really six feet and some change. Right. So who did you play against that resembled that body type? Well, I think you think of Leroy Glover. You think of John Randall. Um, there's a lot of guys with that body type back then because there's a lot of three, four nose guards that were little stumpy guys, but that Aaron Donald's anything but. His, his quickness is such that he could play anywhere up and down the line of scrimmage, and they're very fortunate to have him because it's hard to sack quarterbacks now out of the shotgun three-step drops and they get the ball out of their hands so quickly. He's got 16 and a half. Well, and and getting chipped is, and double teamed yep. and, and and all that. Like um, offenses are trying to be trying to be sneaky, but yeah, it's tough. He, he had no sacks the first three games. 
So he's those 16 half sacks came in the last nine games. Right. Yeah, 16 and, and a half. 30, 31 qu- hits on the quarterback. Yeah, that'll, that'll keep you up at night a little yeah. bit. But that being said, uh, just in the locker room this week, talking to a couple of the guys, you know, this is a strength versus strength matchup, your defense against their offense. But it seems like because of Aaron Donald singularly almost, and I got to give a – you know, a shout out, of course, to the the two corners. They're very aggressive, very very good corners, and Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters. But let's not forget about the Bears' defense. And all, right. all the eleven are making plays. All the eleven are big factors. Uh, do you feel a little bit underappreciated, maybe, from a uh, uh, the written word and the spoken word about the Bears' defense this week? Because it's all all the conversations about Aaron Donald. No, no, um, not at all. And uh, I mean, just like you said, I think we we've put we've we've been put on notice. Like people people in the league are starting to respect us, and they're starting to give us credit. And um, but I mean, you got to give credit to where it's due. And Aaron Donald, I mean, I, I don't. I told the media earlier this year. I mean, earlier this week. I don't think he's just up for NFL defense player of the year. I think it's league league um league MVP just just with what he's doing and and he's like he's changing the games like very opportunistic like um just those those sack fumbles and not getting a sack like he's giving the ball back back to the offense and putting them in in great position and um I mean he he means a lot to their team and he's doing a lot for, uh for the team but I think collectively as a defense for us on on the Bears, I think what we're doing, um, uh, I mean, we're we're doing great things too, especially Kyle Kyle Fuller. I mean, um, <laughs> I was telling someone, I was telling a media person this too. Is um, I know he's not kicking his butt, but I'm probably kicking his butt for him. Like, man, you should just sign a transition tag, <laughs> and um, it would have been it would have been great for you. To, uh, it would have been great for you this this upcoming free agency. But I mean, how he's playing um, lights out, and uh, I mean, even Akeem Nix, and I mean Eddie, and Matt, I mean, the, the, we you can name everybody. Roquan, I'm Danny. Like, we can name everybody. Well, throw yourself in there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Who's having? Aren't their, you having the best year yeah, in your career? Yeah, without a doubt. Without and, a doubt. Without a doubt. Why? Yeah. Um, I would say. Just because I mean, regards. Just because I mean, my stats are 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 great, but um, I feel like just what I'm able to do on on my side, just being able to press every down and uh, and take away the guy in, in in front of me. I think that does a lot um, for our team. You know, so in preparation for this game, throughout I heard the stat yesterday. Throughout Tom Brady's career, he's lost 160 yards in offense to kneel downs after victories which is an amazing stat. So this leads me to my question. So far you've played against Tom Brady this year, and you have all years of film and advice and everything for Tom Brady. Here you got a small snippet side of Jared Goff, although he's been really productive. Is it harder or easier to prepare for a quarterback you have very little information on but he's productive or a guy that's got a huge amount of information and productive like Brady? I would say it's it's harder just because you don't you don't have you don't see examples of him reacting to everything exactly right. exactly in different defenses and in different situations but one thing I one thing I you can learn about the quarterback is is that person's character and confidence like okay if this person's double uh, in double coverage does he still think he can fit it fit it in if he's on the far hash. Does he think that he can still make that deep out throw? And and that's what it shows on film. He seems he seems very confident in his arm and in his guys, and um, he's going to put it up there. Are you seeing a lot of different formations from team to team to team this year, or 
are there similarities in the offenses that we hear about, the coaching trees we talk about, all that kind of stuff? Similarities or differences week in and week out? I would say the last, the last couple of weeks has, has been different. So, like, we're this week we're coming from a New York team that's playing pro-style offense, like, like they're trying with with a fullback, right. they're trying to get an eye formation, run it down your throat, and then um and then uh and then play action and, and do a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of crossers. This team is more like single back. They're still trying to run, but the Rams are still trying to do a lot of crossers and they're trying doing a lot of play action. And play action only works when you have a great running back. And these last two teams we've had played against the right. Giants with Saquon and now the Rams with um with Gurley, the play action is probably going to work. Yeah, I mean they're doing it under center too. Yeah. He's got over a thousand yards rushing when they're under center. Wow! So that's a different look for you. A lot of teams don't do that anymore. No, they don't. And a lot, a lot of teams are. I thought they were going to the college route where you open them, where you op- open it up, and and just and just gun it and just and just pass. But um, I think that's what makes these running backs so well. So you know what? In the running game, when you take the center, be- center quarterback has changed directly behind center, and you're retreating in the quarter, and the running back is always running, already running forward. He has momentum built up by the time he gets the ball in his hands. Exactly. Some of the RPO offenses, when these guys start from a dead stop, they don't have the same momentum going. Yeah, I never thought about that. Thought about that. That's very true. Wow. But conversely, he's got to turn his back to the defense and get his head whipped around. Exactly. How can you guys use that to your advantage? Um, I think pressure, pressure, and then um, and then locking up our guys in the back end. I mean, if if, if we're sticky, if we're in sticky coverage, and you add the pressure, um, we'll be in the right position to make plays. It's an interesting chess match I, I, this mm-hmm. on Sunday night. There's so many intangible factors to this game, uh, whether it be weather related with the cold and a Southern California team coming in and a Southern California quarterback to a 71-year-old defensive coordinator and Wade Phillips to the godfather that runs you guys in Vic Fangio, and then the offenses in particular with two young head coaches that are the play callers and the play designers. Unbelievable matchup Sunday night at Soldier Field. Prince of Mukamara, our guest with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Special thank you to Prince of Mukamara for joining us tonight on Bears All Access Roots. Chris would like you to have this $100 gift card to enjoy at one of their Chicagoland area steakhouses. Appreciate it. I think you got a couple of those already now. Yep. Building funny. a portfolio. You actually slid me it. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> theater of the mind out there. I did slide it over. It's like, it's like a, what's the a red envelope? Dealer. You thought it was just a Christmas card sitting there that Tom gave me or something. Here, it's a, a gift for Prince. Tom, there with me here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. From PNC Studios at Hallis Hall, as we get you set for Bears Rams, uh, the the aspect you you mentioned earlier, and if you're just joining us, we started talking about individuals on the defense, but Kyle Fuller, so he leads the NFL right now in pass defenses. He's got 18 of those. Um, you guys have had your share of targets, both of you guys. It's not too warped in terms of you know they they can't really they got to pick their poison a little bit because you guys have made so many plays on the ball. But if you were to explain to the average fan just what he's done over the last couple of years to put him himself in this position to be an outstanding all-pro caliber corner, what would it be? Man, um, I would say you, you have a guy in his third year who didn't play his third year, uh, 
because of uh because of his his injury. Now he's going to his fourth year, supposed to pick up his fifth year option. Fifth year option uh uh guarantees him that he's going to be on the team next year. If you don't pick it up, then he's going to be in free agency. It doesn't get picked up. Now he's going to so now he's going to free agency in his fourth year coming off injury and you bring in two free agents who's supposed to start who, who's supposed to start and take him and take his position and going through training camp he's like fourth or third or fourth on the depth chart because Bryce's are Bryce's are is our um, nickel and um yeah was it wasn't even thought about and then um and then didn't have a didn't have a an, an outstanding training camp his, his fourth year and then um and then slowly just keeps chipping, just keeps being consistent, being available, um, and um, and then he he starts balling his first. I mean, the first, the first two games we have Julio Jones, and then we have next game we have uh, um, I think it was Deshaun and Mike Evans, and so it's like these are like the top whatever wide receivers in the league. Then he holds his own, and then um, I come back um, healthy and. And Coop's been playing well, so now it's like, gosh, what do we do? Usually, when you're in a situation like that, the guys who are getting paid like crazy, they should be on the field, uh, regardless, because you don't want to put that money on the bench. Now you look bad as a as a, as a GM. Um, but like Kyle made it hard for them. Like he's been playing so good, so we're in a little rotation. And then, um, then it's so funny. Nobody knows this really. I'm gonna give you guys a little inside. But after our um, Night game against Green Bay. Um, we it was it was a, it was a bad game. We 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 lost it. Cal. The next game we had um, the Vikings Monday night. We had the next thing we had the Vikings Monday night. Cal was supposed to. Um, Cal wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to start. But then it was supposed to be, be supposed to be me and Coop. But Coop ended up having some type of um injury, and then Kyle ended up starting. And then after that. Kyle and Kyle never looked back. He just ascended. And I keep telling everybody, Kyle has like this Mamba mentality, like this Kobe Bryant laser focus. I don't care what anyone says. My preparation is there. Like I'm confident and um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to win at the end. And, um, and you should see him on game day. He has this, like, he has this look in his eye and you just know, wow, Kyle's going to ball today. And, um, and yeah, and that's just, that's just been a story. It's been a story. I, mean, I feel time people don't really know that about Kyle. He, he, he doesn't let everybody in. No, he does not. And it's from me, me, my wife and him, we we'll always have dinner, um, every week. And, and, um, and my wife is always like, Friends, I don't, I, I can't figure this guy out. I say, yeah, nobody, nobody can. I mean, he, he, he loves, he loves golf, and I mean, that's all anyone really knows. But yeah, he's, he's very um, inquisitive. You know, what's nice though for all the defensive backs is when you go back and you take a stopwatch to the pass rushes that hassled the quarterbacks last year. They were significant. They were in the four second range, and it's tough for defensive backs. Now you bring it up, and it's a lot closer to just over two seconds. You guys are able to capitalize on that sped-up hassle pass rush. And I think that's what's a nice thing that you guys have been able to do is you guys have been able to complement the front that you guys have been given this year. A hundred percent, and I mean, I mean, without a doubt, Khalil definitely makes that clock a little a little shorter. And I mean, he he probably doesn't have to rush, but just knowing, but, you know, Leonard's rushing really right. well. Akeem is a right. powerhouse. Eddie's having the Eddie, best season yeah. of his career. Blal Nichols, what he's been able to do, and Jonathan Bullard and the rest of the crew. But 
you know, it's been nice on a regular basis. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris, I don't want to forget him and all of them. Yes, no, we're, we're definitely fortunate. I remember last year I'd always like I would look at Jalen and AJ, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye, and I would say, man, look at their front, like their front four. They they're so nasty, and they get to quarterback, and um, and now I'm. Now I'm experiencing that, and not, and I'm reaping the benefits of, of that also. When you bring up those two guys, it makes isn't it amazing how fleeting success is in the NFL? When yeah. you look at Jacksonville, where they're at a year ago at this time, and where they're at right now, um, and they, they, you know those guys are still out there and they're still battling. But yeah. that team is is going through some tough times. So having success to sustain it, it takes a real mature locker room. Yeah, mature locker room, and yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of a lot of work. But the mature lock, locker room part, though, I, I don't you feel that that is now what the Bears have, even though you're a young team for yeah, the most part. Yeah, yeah, and I and and in in this case, I don't think young and immature go together with us. I think we are young and mature. We have a lot of um, young, mature guys. I mean, from from Kyle, from Akeem, from from Danny, from Mitch. Like look, Mitch, just the way he handles things and, and goes about his business, and um, like Trey Burton and Allen Robinson. I mean, and Eddie Jackson. I mean, the the list goes on. And I mean, you credit you have to credit Ryan Pace and um, and management uh, to what they're they're they've built so far and what they're continuing to build. Is is Chase the oldest in the locker yes. room? Yes, he, he he's is. a good he's a good elder statesman for that locker room. The attitude he brings out there when he's either doing demonstration squad or getting ready to start, what he was able to do in training camp and develop a lot of young talent, both the defensive backs and the receiver. So he is a good guy in that position. Yeah, he is, and he's also like our little um, because he he kind of. Because he's been with Nagy, he kind of has Nagy's ear. So anytime we have a suggestion, like, Chase, come on, you, you tell him, you know him, you know, you know him better than us and stuff. Yeah, I, well, he's thirty-one, but I think he relates well to a twenty-one-year-old kid. Yeah, he, he doesn't. That, there's a ten-year gap, but I, I think he can almost be young in that way. One hundred percent. Now, yeah. would you, as a rookie, been able to fit with that type of? maturity in this locker room i'm sensing you would be yes yes for sure for yeah. sure um i mean i mean there's guys that remind myself of me in in that locker <laughs> in, that, in that locker room like um i don't know if you i would say maybe like a uh a michael joseph i mean he's our corner on um on practice squad and uh local kid. and i get i me and Roquan have the same agents, and our agents say that uh, we're we're, uh, we're we're pretty we're pretty similar in some ways, also. Roquan definitely does not act and look or talk like a rookie. <laughs> no, no, there's no, no way. Not at all. He has the, there's something about him. He's got he you know you look at Mike Singletary as a rookie and yeah. he, the demeanor that he came here with it was always starched and serious. Mm-hmm. And I know Roquan is probably behind locker room doors. He's a different, but I, the appearance of his preparedness. His professionalism, the results that we've seen out of where, why he was drafted where he is, he reminds me a lot of him. All right, let's talk the Rams a little bit for the guys you'll be dealing with. Uh, they do a lot of motion and everything despite being under center, those jet sweep action and all that good stuff. So it's going to be interesting. But Matt Nagy earlier this week mentioned that Sean has a game plan that is yet a few plays, but the – most teams could run that play with three different versions, but he's got, he does it times five. Now, what does he mean by that? Um, I would think that like you can run the play in a formation. You can just line up and run it. Then you can run it where you motion a guy 
and and then run it or you could run it with different personnel so instead of all wide receivers now you put uh tight ends and running backs and run it and i think i think that's what he means just by different variations like one thing might be different but it's still different so what are your tells on on offense like that um i think we go by the rules okay what does the final look look like so if it looks like it's three by one okay this is what they do at a three by one if it looks like it's two by two this what it looks this is what they do at a two by two if it looks like when if it looks like okay when this receiver is inside the hash and 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 uh and etc etc then this this is what you're getting so we try to go off the final look is it a is it a considered their bread and butter i think every team wants to be able to develop a play that they're 100% confident in running out a bunch of different formations, but no matter when, they need a yard, four yards. This is the deal. Yeah, I would, I would say the Rams have a couple of, of, um, of those plays. And, um, I mean, it's our first week in uh, – um, I mean, it's like our first day in, in installing, and um, so hopefully um, we get to know more of that. Yep. Well, no matter what, Sean McVay is a dangerous play caller, and the guy is full energy. No different than the guy who'll be yeah. – uh, eyeballing them on the other sideline, the competitive nature of those two right. head coaches, well, I think it, it's going to be a show. And it, it's just it's just unfortunate that one's not on offense, one's not on defense. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, they're both offensive guys, and um, yeah, and I feel like Sean Coach Coach McVay's more like he has the aviators, the designer jeans. He's more slick yeah, hair. slick hair, right, oh, right, yeah. right. He's, he's thirty two. Yeah, oh, he's, he's thirty two. He, he just at, turned thirty two. Two coordinator similarities. <laughs> Seventy one. How old? Oh, yeah. Is Vic sixty one? Sixty sixty. Uh, it's unbelievable. Wow. I, I think is a, is a wonderful. So matchup. it's like Chase being head coach right now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Smart guy, man. Yeah. He's got an unbelievable view of the game. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you got things to take care of. It's, it's body maintenance day. Exactly. Body yes, maintenance day for Prince of Kamara. Right. Tom and I will be back. We'll continue on with Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW people to get it. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. We uh, said goodbye to Prince of Mukamar. A few segments. Uh, really enjoy it. He's very open, very honest about all things. And so when he speaks, you got to listen to what he's saying. You know what I like about him is we've had him on the show now a couple of times. So now he's been become more of a friend of the program, as Dan <laughs> Jiggets used to say. And he is. But, you know, we you get a better um, in-depth opportunity to talk to him because it, whether we're in training camp or at the early part of the season, I, I think we're lucky to have a guy like Prince come on more than once a year to to learn a little bit more about the him and the Bears. I know we've been teasing the matchup with the Rams, and it, to me it's just a, a delicious mix of everything that you want in a football game, and it's at Soldier Field. There's going to be a playoff atmosphere. This will be one of four remaining games left in the schedule. A lot can be helped with a win, in this case for the Bears, and the Rams still have something to play for. Obviously, they clinched the division last week, but they want the number one seed. They want home field, obviously, the way they play football. So there is a lot on the line for this game. Bears looking to bounce back in the locker room this week, just a a little bit more of a business-like approach. I think the loss may have caught everybody's attention in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a business-like approach, not only because of the loss of last week, but of the evidence that you see on tape. You know, one thing about studying football nowadays is a lot of guys can study through the analytics of football and listen, look at the numbers and then read about how, how things are going to play out maybe. 
when I watch football and I put the tape on, rarely do I look at a team and within seconds, within a couple plays, go, my jaw drops and I go, wow. That's what happened with the Rams. And it's more on offense as well as on defense. And um, with the explosiveness and the destructiveness that the, the two guys on the inside can cause in Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald, it, it puts a scary uh, frame to this game because – if you want, if you want to take the red zone of this game, the red zone is not the twenty yard line in. The yeah. red zone is the two guards, the tackle, the two guards, the center, and the two defensive tackles. That's the red zone of this game. For both teams, more for the Bears than well. I'm, no, I'm saying for the Bears of specifically Aaron Donald and Adama Kasua against uh, Cody. But I, I, I'm going to give some props to the Bears defensive front too on the interior against their interior because Jared Goff he they move him they waggle right. they boot but he's not running with the ball he doesn't so I think Akeem and Eddie can do some damage inside I think that Vic Fangio can get Mack and Floyd hitting those A-gaps well, with some pressures that are, will speed up the process because like any quarterback I honestly think that this guy he gets a little edgy back there if you do hit him. So I'm getting if I'm getting ready to prepare for the Arizona Rams, um, L.A. Rams, I know that I have to have a, a, an interesting scheme to be able to block those two guys in the middle. i got to get them blocked every play, Jeff. There's no way that you can go to the, game, the field and ignore those two guys. you got to get them blocked. Now when you're talking about in preparation for the Bears defense, they have so much talent within the width of the defense that you have to block everybody within the width of the defense. You think you can let Leonard Floyd go free from the backside, he can run you down. You think you can block Khalil one-on-one, he's going to be able to be destructive. Akeem Hicks, if you give him a weak one-on-one on on the inside, he's going to walk that lineman back into the quarterback running back's lap. So I think there are kinds of a, a different destructiveness between the two teams. They do do a ton of chipping. They help those guys out, even with the wide receivers. They're all blocking on the way out they to have their routes. To. They have to more because of what's, a, what's up on the offensive line. You know, that's what their fear is. Todd Gurley. So first down, he's averaging 5A to carry. This is a team that does not play behind the chains, Tom. They're nope. ahead of the game almost every time. Uh, and a, a back like that, as versatile as he is, um, He's not – it's not impossible to stuff this guy. He has like 18 stuff carries this season. I think that's going to be necessary, a series or few, to get them behind the chains a little bit. You know it's going to be necessary? <laughs> We're going to go back into the memory bank. Remember the playoff game in 85 against the Rams? And it was a third and one or fourth and one. Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer, as great as Todd Gurley ever hopes to be. They gave it on a straight isolation play against Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary stepped up to the plate, stopped Eric and Eric Dickerson in his tracks, gave up no yards, and it was a change of downs. Those are the type of plays yeah. that you're going to have to have out here by a lot of guys, including Danny Trevathan and Roquan. But everybody on the field is going to have to make that type of stand-up play. Is it possible, or how do you, you know, handicap this? Couldn't the Bears get in a shootout with a team like the Rams? I mean, they can. Do you want to? No. No. Um, to me, you have too, too good of running backs to get into a shootout. Because a shootout to me is dropping back and throwing the ball every play. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you Chiefs, know. it's Chiefs Rams. Right. No, we're not doing that. Well, unfortunately, then you're leaving out two of the better running backs in the National Football League. Gurley obviously considered at the top, but I still have a lot of respect for Jordan Howard. So I think 
that you better bring your running back, a strong, powerful running game with you if you're going to get into a scoring matchup with these guys. I'm watching the tape. Why are the Rams giving up so much rushing yards? I mean, they're, they're 118, but they've had – Seattle got 250 on them. Right. Um, because if you can contain the two guys on the inside, you have other edges and other options and, and, and able, with the ability to run the ball too. I think you can be really aggressive at Dante Fowler Jr. I think you can be um, – you know how a couple weeks ago against Detroit, Matt threw a bunch of lateral passes behind the line of scrimmage with wide receiver blockers right in front of him? I, I think um, – However you get the ball out to that area of the field, they're capable of giving up yards. I don't know how willing of a tackle their corners are either. Well, yeah, they are physical when they want to press you. But after yeah. that, you know, I, I would test I would test Aqib Tlaib. You know, he's, he's, played, he's played a half of football since week three. Pressing, pressing against a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage is different than yeah. having uh, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, these guys pulling and approaching you and seeing how gutsy they are. Up Wouldn't for that. you want to find out where that ankle is, though? It was a high ankle on Tlaib that was surgically repaired. He did come back, but he, they had him on a pitch count last 30-something week. 30-something snaps last he week? He only played the first half. Yeah. Did not play the second half, so he's played a half of football. How would you attack a guy like that just to find out where he's at? Especially a risk taker like he is. I, I would do it multi-level. I would have him try to cover guys like Tariq Cohen or Allen Robinson in bad matchups. I would have some of those screens where I had Trey Burton blocking him, maybe Josh Bellamy blocking him at the line of scrimmage, and see if he'd hold up against those responsibilities. Or, you know, see if he can really turn and run because you got the Taylor Gabriel and those types of guys to test him in all areas. You want to go out there and see, okay, did the reason you didn't come out in the second half because your ankle got so cold within that 12 minutes you couldn't get it rewarmed up? Or can you come out here at 17 degrees and get it warm? You're hoping for the 17 degrees. No, the, I mean, the, the I mean, kickoff temperature is going to be 30. Well, it may no, drop a little. It's not going to be 30. They said it was going to be 30. Guarantee you're looking <laughs> at the wrong app. I guarantee you we'll have a bet. In. I, 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 you. It's almost as if you're getting on your knees and asking Mother Nature, please, no. get that temperature under 20. I'm with you. I, I want to see it. I'm just saying, you know, you're asking about a keep to leave specifically who hasn't yeah. had a lot of chance to play. But if he comes out of the locker room and it never gets warm, it's hard to get warmed up. And, you know, I believe they're a different defense with him because he's such a confident player. I think they feed off of that confidence, at least on that back four. Uh, he's that type of player. And Marcus Peters has struggled without him this year. Six touchdowns allowed, six penalties. Uh, very good ball skills, though, as we know. One right. of the best interceptors in the National Football League. All right, we're going to step away. Another break here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This Sunday night's game against the L.A. Rams is brought to you by Beggar's Pizza, proud partner of your Chicago Bears. I, I do love playing the Rams for a lot of there, – there was some great history, obviously, between the two franchises and when you played too. Uh, the Dickerson years and, and whatnot, uh, even going back in time, the Roman Gabriel years, the, the yeah. fearsome foursome years. I love the matchup. Love the old white and navy blue uniforms of the L.A. Rams. It's all, it's all very exciting. To do it on national TV, though, two young quarterbacks, uh, some great individual skill players. I just think it's going to be a, an outstanding matchup to see. And uh, how the Bears respond coming off of that loss in New York, I'm not too concerned about it uh, because there's just so much belief in each other in that locker room. I think they've got themselves uh, refocused, repositioned, and geared up to go at it. Right. And, but, and whatever happens, happens. You know, the thing about it is is 
you're talking about a big matchup in the NFL because of the system, the high-power defenses, the high-explosive offenses. Um, but it, it's a great matchup because of the personnel that Matt is molding into the team that he has vision for for the future as well as now. And you're talking about the Rams coming in here, and the Bears are actually competitive against them. The reason this thing has been put on Sunday Night Football is because around the NFL landscape, around the country and everywhere, there's interest in the Bears playing the Rams. Could you see if the Rams were coming in here, even if it was a Sunday noon game with this record and the Bears had no hope? It would be a scary game. I think even though they, the experience they went through with the Giants, I see the hope for the future of the Bears is so high that people are more than intrigued by this game. All right, let's talk Mitch. What are your expectations two games down with a sore shoulder and starting on Sunday? Um, I have the same expectations if he never left the field. He's been able to go through a series of tests and make sure that everything is physically ready for him to go out and play the game that mentally and physically is challenging to his opponent. You don't want to have to go out there and think about a physical aspect of the game and still try to pay, play the game mentally like you've been playing it since Matt's put in this system. So I expect these guys, to, when they introduce Mitch as the starting quarterback, he holds nothing back. Now. Unnecessary what, oh, hits, listen, though, to avoid. That's what, that Bingo. was the next sentence out of my – is how he concludes his scramble runs – is got to be an important part of the way he handles this game because he's got to be in control of of the way he concludes it. He cannot take the hits that well, he's in, taking. In all honesty, because this is his mo, you are going to see if he does scramble out of there in within the playing surface and not going out of bounds. Uh, and Dominican Sue's going to land if out. You're not, you, you can't give him that chance, Jeff. But if, you know it's going to happen. All right, listen. If if you're a baseball player, do you know where the bag is that you're sliding to? Okay, if you feel someone behind you, if you're approaching somebody in front of you, you slide. Don't get me that extra yard and a half with a collision. Get down and get in the, and be able to get in the huddle. Gurley, uh, you said wow when you put on the tape. I know you were talking both sides of the yes. ball. But what was the wow that caught your attention about how the Rams are designed with Sean McFay's First of all, you, you, just, you look at his size, you look at his stride, you look at his versatility, you look at the way he handled himself throughout the development of last of last year, um, and then being getting prepared in the off season and having and being able to accept the workload that he's got, you can do everything with him. You know what? What is his deficiency? That would be the first thing that I would try I mean, to look at. He's pretty good in pass pro, right? Too. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You know, the first thing you do is you, when you look at an opponent, you're trying to devise a game plan against them. All right, you know, Jeff Joniak is the best guy they got on their football team, but what is his deficiency? What is the one thing he doesn't want to do, or he's not really good at? He's good at everything, and that's that's the unique uh, thing. Why you get drafted as high as he did? Why he has the stats behind him? Why he's averaging five yards a carry in this unrun happy NFL? Yeah, I'm looking at Brandon Cooks also because he's a killer back there if he gets you deep. But on the road, he has not been. And I'm talking about the Green Bay, the Denver game, which was in the snow. It was the lowest uh, quarterback rating in the season for Jared Goff. I know um, 
that Sean was asked about that this week. He said that was just not necessarily weather-related, but you it know does. what it is? <laughs> the common ground is crowd noise. The effect of the crowd noise and the in the disruption it has in a verbal cadence, and now your offensive tackle, offensive guard. You know what we talk about a lot now lately is coming off the same plane. The offensive line all together have to. You can't do that on the road. And if the Bears crowd comes out and has this this verbal assault on the field when the defense is out there, you're going to disrupt the flow of their offensive line just like the Bears have it done to them when they go out and so play. Denver, Kansas City, Green Bay got them for five sacks each. Tell if me the about Bears what, get five sacks. Where are they at on the? Tell me board? about those crowds that you just mentioned. Yeah. What's the unique thing about going to those stadiums? Yeah, they're, all, they're, where, all, they're they're great. They're great. Fan they base. are, and so are so are the Bears. I don't. I, you know, when you go to the Bears on the road, or you get to the Bears at home during this this run, I think they can be as loud as anybody out there. All right, what players on the Bears side of the ball? Offense or defense? Are you circled? They gotta have big games. Well, it's it's Obviously hard. The guards. It's it's hard. Yeah, I mean the inside Cody and the two guards. That that's going to be the red zone for me. If they had that camera that floats above <laughs> them and only showed those five guys the whole, and you never watched anything else, you would be able to tell the story of the game. And it's hard not to ignore Mitch because of um, you know he is the guy that everybody's pointing to to be a little ignition. And I want to see Eddie Jackson. I want to see if Eddie Jackson has the ability to undercut a route, get a ball back, steal a possession from the Rams, and see if he can capitalize on his all-pro run. They basically do one back, three wide receiver offense, one tight end, so uh, Bears will be in nickel. And they've been very good in nickel this year. They've been on the field a ton. Um, They'll do that 95% of the time, that alignment, but that puts a lot of strain, though, on a guy like Bryce Callahan. He's going to have to have a – He's got a tough assignment. I think Bryce enjoys it. Yeah. You know, it's it, you know that attitude, that personality you have to have to be that fifth roaming defensive back, and you got to be able to go on the field against some overmatched type of guys. I, I think that's why Vic Fangio likes Bryce. Yeah, and he loves blitzing him too. He's blitzed him quite a bit this year. Bring him. All right. Well, uh, it'll be fun. No question about it. We keep talking about it. It's going to be an outstanding matchup. Week fourteen. Hopefully, it delivers to everybody's uh, hopes and expectations of a Bears win. That's going to wrap us up tonight on Bears All Access. Dan Borelli, Jordan Treadup, and the people helping us out at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks again to Prince of Mucamara. Bears and Rams over on WBBM Sunday, 4 o'clock pregame, 720 The Kickoff. Hope you'll join us. And thanks for listening tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford.